Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Grand Lighthouse Coffee. Grand Lighthouse Coffee is the e-commerce business that sells certified organic fair trade coffee, either whole bean or grinded. Chemicals do not touch the beans, and the farmers who grow the green coffee are paid and treated fairly. Coffee beans are made to order so you will get freshly roasted beans no later than seven days after being roasted. Grand Lighthouse also provides memberships for families and businesses depending on how much coffee you purchase per month. For more information and updates, Follow, like them on Instagram, Facebook at Grand Lighthouse Coffee or visit their website at GrandLighthouseCoffee.com and don't forget to use your promo code EastWest to get 10% off. Scouts overlied on heavily when evaluating talent. Teens should be drafting for the future and not just immediate needs. It all starts with the quarterback position. Thank you for listening to the East-West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now, here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Thank you for listening to the East-West Football Podcast. I am your host, Fidel Barraza. Alongside with me are my co-hosts, Kendall Whitley and Jerry Martinez. And also, our special guest tonight, former NFL head coach, Hugh Jackson. How are you doing, coach? Doing good. Appreciate your time. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Looking forward to the conversation. Coach, what have you been up to lately? What's new in the life of Hugh Jackson? I've been up to a little bit of everything. I've uh, kept my eye on football, pro football, college football, but I'm uh, um, I'm a proud partner of a tequila brand, um, Grand Leander Tequila. Uh, matter of fact, we have a deal with the Black Hole, so very excited about that. Um, I do some things, uh, obviously, in, in a lot of different areas. Uh, I've talked to a lot of different coaches. I've been on the uh, West Coast Zoom with Alonzo uh, Carter, who's done a great job of putting a lot of uh, people together. And I probably take four to five calls on football every day. Uh, so it's been fun. I've been busy, but uh, looking forward to the season to get started. Yes, and then with that being said, I mean, this year is going to be like no other year before, right, with everything going on, COVID-19, social distancing. It looks like there's not going to be any fans in the stadiums. How do you feel about the NFL? Are they going to be able to pull this off? Well, I think they're going to try. You know, I think it's going to be difficult. Um, you know, it's it's not normal football as we know it. You know, when you say no fans, uh, that's going to be a problem. I don't care what nobody says because I know – how many of those players and coaches get up, you know, for the game because of the fans, you know, you think of that interaction 
Uh, that normally happens before the game, people calling your name, that energy that's normally in stadiums, that's not going to be there. So players are going to have to manufacture that on their own. Uh, so will the coaches. Uh, so it's going to be different. It's going to be a different brand of football. Yeah, we, you know, training camp just started and it looks a lot different, right? Um, just everyone's trying to be, you know, stay safe and whatnot. And hopefully they can pull out the season because everyone needs it. You know, everyone's ready for some football. Yes, yes. Yeah, we all are. Absolutely. How you doing, Coach Jackson? Doing good, buddy. How you doing? Doing great. Thank you for joining us tonight, man. Um, what do you think about Baker Mayfield? Do you think he's the right quarterback in the, for the future of the Cleveland Browns? I do. Um, I was there when we drafted him first overall, and I still say today he was the right pick uh, at the right time for the team. I know, um, you know, things didn't go as well for him last year. Uh, but, again, this is a new year, new staff, new new coaches, new voices, uh, new talent around him. Um, does he need to play well this year? Absolutely he does, and he should. I mean, that's the reason why he was the first pick of the draft. But uh, it's going to be um, – um, it needs to be a good year for him. If he has a great year, then I think their team will have a really good year. I definitely I – can, I, can, I couldn't agree – I couldn't agree anymore with you there. And my next question is for you. Um, a lot of people, they forget that y'all had Dez Bryant in a couple of years ago for a visit. So uh, what mm -hmm. did y'all see is to make the, bring him in for a visit? Well, he was a veteran receiver, and we thought we needed some veteran uh, presence in our in – our, uh, um, the receiver area is what I should say. We had Jarvis Landry. Uh, but outside of that, we didn't have anybody else who played a lot of football. You know, we had a lot of young guys. And so uh, at the time, we were looking for somebody that been in, had some skins on the wall, you know, had played at a high level in the National Football League. And we brought him in. It was great to meet him. Uh, tremendous young man. I really enjoyed my time with him. Uh, he's a real one. You know, he, he says what he mean means what he says, likes the ball. And, uh, but at that time, he just wasn't the right fit. Yeah, the guy to tell you, I'm a big Dez fan, so I had to get a question in about Dez. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand. Appreciate it, you. Sure. Hey, coaches, Jerry. So, so uh, I got a couple of questions. My, mine's a little bit more like I would like to get a little bit in depth. I mean, you've been in the league since '01, and we were talking about this just a, a little bit right before we get start. Well, before we got started. Uh, man, you've you've been around uh, some characters and some legends in the game itself. It's just, I mean, when you actually put it down into perspective, it's it's crazy. But let 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 let's talk let's talk front office, right? Front office coaches. Let's say, I mean, you've you've done this. You know, you've you've been you've been you've been the head coach. Let's say your team doesn't make the playoffs, right? Mm -hmm. a, a typical off season, you know. Obviously, I know coaches and executives you know they all have families when what what is the actual like like let's say a vacation look like after <laughs> all the off after all the chaos of the <laughs> combine and free agency yeah. and the draft well, like i mean because the, time I mean, the times you just mentioned there is no vacation there so, is no <laughs> no the vacation really happens after uh you get done with the last uh mini camp of during the summer you know, so vacation normally starts for coaches, I would say, right around middle of June, and it goes through July. Normally, coaches get four or five weeks in the off offseason um, to have some real downtime where you spend it with your family and friends and loved ones. Yeah. And during that time, though, when you're the head coach, you're still thinking you can't turn it off. You know, you're trying to get your schedules, make sure everything 
that you're doing is putting your team in the best position to win uh, and your coaching staff. And so you're making sure that you're crossing all the T's, dotting all the I's and getting ready for training camp because training camp is where you really truly start to uh, make your football team. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. My, my biggest question always was, so I go, me, that was, this was just my assumption was, I mean, once, once, let's just say a team misses the playoffs, right? Um, mm-hmm. I was like, do they take some time off during that time? Or are they actually paying attention to the teams in the playoffs, getting a big board ready for the combine? Like, I mean, like, like just, I just kind of always was kind of curious, but that's good that you kind of cleared it up for us. So during this whole entire time, you're working all the way till June and then you can. Oh yeah. For the most part now do does, you know, instead of working on Fridays, um, will you give the staff a chance to go home on Friday, spend a little extra time, maybe be able to have a chance to pick up your kids from school and those type of things? Absolutely you do. But you are still working. You know, you're trying to uh, make sure you evaluate your current team uh, and understand what you need to not be the team that's sitting at home the next year. So, uh, and everybody's trying to find every edge that they can to get ahead of the next team, you know. So it's um, it's a 365-day uh, a year job, uh, and people don't understand that because a lot of people say, well, you guys just roll out a football, a bunch of men just go out there and play. No, there's a lot more to it. It's really strategic. Uh, you got to really be uh, on top of your game uh, to give your, chan- your team the best chance to win. Yeah, I've, I've read a book. Uh, I believe it's uh, Pat Kerwin. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he has a, a good one. It says uh, how, to, how to watch or, you know, how to watch the game differently, basically. Uh, that's not the exact title, but it's crazy because he actually tells you the schedule, right? So that like during the season, the only real day off that everybody has is Tuesday, right? That's the only, the only day that the, play, that the players have off. Yeah, that the players yeah. have off. But for yeah. the most part, the coaches are literally every single day. They're literally oh. like, I mean, your coach. Well, the coaches you know, don't. Yeah, coaches don't have an off day. Yeah, you don't have an off day, and and and, yeah. and they say that the best players are the ones that you'll see in the rooms on Tuesdays doing extra. Uh, you know, like they're actually in the fil- film room. So oh, yeah. that's where champions are made. That uh, and I was just like, I was like, wow. So they don't really have no days off. I mean, yeah, they get to go to their families and whatnot, but they really don't have time off. I mean, normally, I'm pretty sure it's just like anything. I mean, we've seen. We've seen some uh, some stories, right? Some coaches are like there at five in the morning, and they don't leave mm-hmm. till like seven, eight p.m. in the. Uh, oh, you mean about eleven p.m. at night? Eleven no, p.m. Yeah. Yeah, so. no, it happens, and and it is that's the um, the specialty, I should say, of the professionalism of the league. I mean, there's so many good coaches, so many good players, and good teams. You have to look for every advantage that you can to give your team the best chance to be successful. When I go and roll out a game plan, our players either going to say, man, here we go, we got a chance, or they're going to say, man, we have no chance. So the coach understands that it's a selling job all the time. I'm selling a dream, you know, and I have to sell that dream to the best of my ability every time I walk in front of the team. And uh, the team has to buy it, believe in it, and go try to execute it. So... Uh, to be prepared, you got to unturn every stone to make sure uh, that you have the answers for the players. Oh yeah, I I, I see I see it. It's 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 not it's not for everybody, right? So oh my gosh, no! I, <laughs> I would have tried it. You know, uh, my son Chad Johnson, he's attempted it for about two days, and then all of a sudden he was a wall. He was gone. <laughs> 
<laughs> couldn't couldn't find him anymore. He goes, you guys, this is too many hours for me. So yeah. I get it. You know, it, it's a uh, it's a commitment, um, yes. but it's it's really tough. It's tough on families uh, because the wives and girlfriends become uh, the dads a lot. You know, yeah. because sometimes dads can't be at all the events uh, because he's probably traveling on a Saturday when those things are going or he's preparing if there's a, you know, home game. So it, it is tough, but at the same time, it's very rewarding. No, oh, yeah. So what's next for, for, for you, coach? I mean, I, I've, I've, we've, seen, we've seen other coaches, right? Uh, most notable, Mike McCarthy. You know, he took some mm-hmm. time off. He reassessed every play he said he called and saw the landscape of the, of the, uh, of the league, right? And, uh, or, or do you see more of a, maybe – broadcasting you know and, and television and oh no I want to coach that's my passion that's my love and I'm not going to shy away from that I just think and let's just be honest I'll put it out there it's just been tough for minorities to get uh, positions anyway yeah. I mean um, this is the 100 year history of the National Football League there's only been 18 head coaches in the history that are minority men so uh, I think that tells you a lot and I go back to my time being in Oakland when I was let go at Oakland, we were eight and eight. Uh, we had the top 10 offense and I had to go coach on defense and Marvin Lewis gave me that opportunity. So uh, I'm not surprised that I'm sitting here today without a job, but it, it's unfortunate, but that's what it's been. And that's the hard part. I know for some minorities, when they look to me, I've done right. this twice. And so they go, wait a minute now, Hugh's done it. Regardless of what it was, he didn't win. He still has a different type of resume. You know, he's been a coordinator, he's been a quarterback coach, he's ran off, and he's done all that. So why is he sitting on the sidelines? So there's fear, I think, sometimes of men saying, boy, if I get this job and it doesn't work out, where do I go? Uh, because I've seen this happen to him where he had to go on defense one time, and the other time he's just been out of the league altogether. So I get it, and that's tough. I'd love to be uh, doing what Mike McCarthy's doing or any other coach. Uh, who was, but that just doesn't happen that way uh, yeah. for minorities sometimes. Yeah, I know. I know what a uh, part of coaching is. You got to have your your staff in place too, right? So I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure when when your time is called, your time is going to be called. I'm pretty sure we'll see you in the league soon. Very oh, soon. No doubt. Yes. Thank, thank you for the time with me. Sure. Hey, coach. Before we let you go, I did want to get your your thoughts on the younger quarterbacks coming into the league. So we have you know. Joe Burrow, of course, in Cincinnati, to Milo mm-hmm. and Miami. Uh, there's just a young. There's a lot of young quarterbacks in the league now. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson last year had a tremendous year and he won the MVP award. Uh, what are your thoughts on the quarterback position and kind of like the evolution of it? I think it's really changing, uh, and I think um, the National Football League has really adapted some of the concepts uh, from college. Um, there, you're starting to see more of the RPO game. You're starting to see more of the quarterback who's athletic playing in the National Football League. Some of the best quarterbacks in the league today are guys who are dual threats. You know, even Patrick Mahomes with all that arm talent can still run. And you mentioned Lamar Jackson. Uh, you look at Deshaun Watson. You look at Russell Wilson. I mean, th- that's a lot of talent that I just mentioned. And I hate to say it, those, all those guys are men of color, you know. And then you got the Drew Brees and Tom Brady's and those guys and Aaron Rodgers. Those are the older cats now, and you just said it. So here comes this new influx of young talent. And the key will be for those guys, I think all of them are fine players, is when they play and who's surrounding them. Right. Because you sure don't want to put a quarterback out there before it's time 
And you have to make sure that your team is ready for that quarterback to play. And I do subscribe to the notion that um, in order for players to get better, they need to play. But I can't put a player out there if he has the potential to get hurt. So I always go back to the year when I had Baker Mayfield and Tyrod Taylor. One, we brought Tyrod in. This guy had been in the playoffs in Buffalo. Okay. And then we draft Baker Mayfield, number one overall. But Joe Thomas retired. So I didn't know who the left tackle was going to be. So I'm not going to stick the future of the franchise behind center early in the year and not know who the left tackle is and if that guy can protect him. And if you go back and look, it took a while for us to figure out who the left tackle really was going to be. And then Mr. Robinson took it over later on in the year. So um, I just think everybody got to be strategic about these young guys. I think they're very talented. Um, because all these quarterbacks only have so many hits in their bodies. And you fool around yep. and you get them beat up, it's over. And so uh, just got to be smart about it. And I think teams will be with these guys because they're very talented. All right, Coach. And before we let you go, I just, you know, I wanted to ask you about the Hugh, uh, Hugh Jackson Foundation. Can mm-hmm. you a little bit more about that? No, it's uh, our foundation is the Hugh Jackson Foundation. It's HughJackson.org. And it's about human trafficking. And uh, we have, uh, we've collaborated with the Salvation Army. We have a housing facility uh, there that has uh, 14 beds. Uh, and I think they're all full right now. Um, obviously, human trafficking is a unbelievable, dreadful tragedy uh, on humanity. Um, I'm, I'm just appalled at the numbers uh, that you hear, of how many people are trafficked every day. And um, we're trying to make an impact as much as we can, and we're going to. And we also have another uh, group called Strangers to Changers, where we're asking people to make a difference in their community, you know, come out and, and make change. And the only way to make change is to be involved. Get involved right. in your communities, uh, do something positive uh, to make this a much better place. Let's leave this world a better place than what we found it, and that's what we're all trying to do. All right, Coach. Well, we appreciate your time. Good luck. I know you're going to get a head coaching job here soon. Um, Again, thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate your time. And that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the East West Football Podcast. Special thanks to Hugh Jackson for coming on. Make sure you go to eastwestfootballnetwork.com for all your latest news and updates. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Ravelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast.